Hello, my friends. This is Chad. You're listening to the Cliff Notes feature of the Naked Leadership Podcast. Every Friday, we post a condensed version of this week's episode. Those of you that have little time to listen or want a quick reminder of the principles we discussed, we made this for you. If you're looking to enjoy the full conversation, just navigate back to the previous episode and you can listen to it in its entirety. Otherwise, get ready because there's a lot here in under five minutes. Let's go. Why are we so attracted to blame? Blame is I'm putting the onus on you, you're at fault, or it's at fault. Shame is I'm at fault, and I'm condemning myself for it. And credit is, look how good I am because I'm the one who made that happen. Now, all of them are focused on the past, and they're focused on a very specific intention. There's an aim in that, and the aim is, I want to be right, I want to be justified, I want to be exonerated. And so the purpose of the communication is to make myself right and to exonerate myself from having to do anything about what the condition is because I justified what's gone on. Responsibility has nothing to do with blame, shame, or credit. It doesn't have to do with justification or rationalization or positioning oneself and being right about the past. What responsibility has to do is deriving what was working and not working, what was missing and what's wanted and needed so we could provide that because responsibility is always about the future, about how can I bring this future into being given the current situation, circumstance, resource. And that's a very different way of standing than blaming and shaming and crediting you're giving credit where we think it's due. It just, it, it completely ignores what's wanted and needed to really have it turn out. And, and that requires a curiosity, a humility, a willingness to learn that isn't going to come to the surface if I'm too busy asserting why it is the way it is and who's at fault. If you want to be responsible for the culture you're committed to and the actions people are taking that will support the mission of the organization, then I best be crafting the kinds of relationships or conversations with people where that is the aim. And if something's missed, I'd be taking, I get curious about, well, I wonder what I missed. I wonder what they missed. I wonder what the people connected to them missed. And if I have that conversation diligently on an ongoing basis, I'm willing to bet that clears up and doesn't happen again, or you'll catch it before it does. What if you measured not just productivity or effectiveness, but also measured in each conversation the level of presence that was there? If you want to know if it's going to go through, what kind of presence were you in the conversation? How present were they? How present did you call them to be? If the presence is high, the likelihood of action is going to be effective and probably going to accomplish more than if it's just transactional. Most people, when they're hit by problems, they say life shouldn't be a problem. And so now my life sucks because this thing is happening. Back to blame and shame and credit. Like this thing's happening. It sucks. Therefore, my experience sucks. Therefore, I don't want to be here anymore. And what a low level of living. Like who I see myself to be in the context of, of, of challenging circumstances. What if you just get clear, my friend, about what experience you're committed to having and then just go share that with them. Let them know exactly what you're up to, how you're going to be relating to the problems that we know are coming and how you're, you're, you're choosing now how you're going to relate to them. And then you're going to invite them into wondering of how am I committed to being in the challenge? Because most of us are just at effect, right? We'd say that challenges externally equal challenges internally. And it doesn't have to be so, but that's, that is that shift. When I say at effect, it's like, I, I mirror what's happening externally. 
We were always drawn to a heroic story because the hero says, oh, there's a horrible situation. I can do something about that. And I will. Watch me. And we're captivated by by seeing that happen when other people do that. They stand up and go against the odds and all the great heroes uh, throughout history. They have stood in the face of challenges and said, I am greater than my circumstance. I am not at effect. I am the cause. And I'll create a whole new path where other people said it was not possible and they'll prove that it's not or I, I am greater than my circumstances. And we all want that. It's just such a risky thing to do because we can fail, look like an idiot and have to stand out from the crowd. And, but yet we're dying for it. If I'm in a responsibility, responsibility is always and only like right here in this moment. I can't be responsible for what will happen next. I can only be responsible for what's happening right now and how it contributes to what happens next. But I, responsibility is just present instead of historical. And that's like really, really where the power is. If I can make this distinction that even if I look at things that I'm blaming and shaming and giving credit about and what I'm doing with that now. Like the utilization of the, even those stories, I can even take responsibility for all the blame, shame, and credit. And that can be useful now, but it always happens like in this moment and it's connected is I guess my point is that the detriment of those viewpoints is it's historical and it's separateness instead of me here right now.